Hope you all have enjoyed the Dynasty Underdog Personal Ranking Symposium thus far and our positional evaluations. Today, we are jumping into the wide receiver position. If you tuned into our first couple, we're going over the attributes first, and then we're going to hop into the rankings a little bit just to discuss, again, at a high level, what we're what we're looking at here and kind of what our process is. So hopping into the wide receiver attributes, we're looking at value over replacement age. We're looking for a high target share, high target metrics. And of course, that weekly upside, as always. But let's just hop into the first portion of this. Okay, so we're looking at the overall rankings here. I'll filter for position in a minute so we can look at the wide receivers as a group. But I did want to highlight that there are only four wide receivers in the top 20. We're looking at Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, C.D. Lamb, and Amon Ross St. Brown. And I think this group highlights kind of above guys like Garrett Wilson. Puka may be reaching in there. A.J. Brown slipping kind of out of there. But they highlight the attributes we're talking about in terms of value over replacement age and exhibiting those consistently high target share metrics. And and unfortunately, AJ Brown is falling out of that, maybe because of quarterback play, but one, one way or another, 26 years old. But again, Puka, I'm, I'm kind of, as we're talking about it here a little bit, it's, it's you know, you're wondering why he wouldn't uh, fall into that group. But um, I do think stability could, can be a factor for receivers. And I do think that that may be why Puka's taking a little bit of a hit and why, why he may fall out of that group there. But one, one way or another, do want to highlight value over replacement here a little bit and why these guys stand above the pack, right? You look at value above replacement and we're talking about how much does X player score versus a waiver wire player. This group, you know, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, CD Lamb, Amon Ross, St. Brown consistently far above the pack. Plus they exhibit, you know, these other traits in terms of age. They're not older in that 27 year old age range where, you know, they, they may retire soon if we're talking about like a Tyreek Hill um, in, in some people's view. So I just wanted to highlight where they stand in terms of the overall, in, in terms of all the positions, because I do think it highlights kind of, you know, what we're prioritizing, especially at the top. Okay, we're here looking at the wide receiver rankings as a whole now, and I do think it's worth mentioning one factor that that I didn't list out initially, and that's definitely scheme, right? It definitely comes into play just thinking about a guy like Drake London. He is He's had the most detrimental scheme to a wide receiver one type player's career that I can think of in recent memory, right? But he is, he's, you know, he's still such a talented player. He makes it into our top 12 wide receivers, our top 10 wide receivers, but he's below guys like T Higgins who are a little bit older, AJ Brown, a little bit older. And I'm just trying to highlight kind of how, you know, some of these factors in combination end up, you know, having players fall where they fall. So I did want to, I thought Drake London was a, a pretty good example of one of those guys who, you know, has immense upside for sure, but he is placed where he is a little bit lower when he has that age. Like if he had the right QB and the right coach, which that may all fall into place, you know, over the next couple of months, he would absolutely, I think, elevate over a guy like T Higgins, potentially AJ Brown at the age of 22. We're talking about Drake London here right now. And we've seen flashes of greatness from him, you know? So I think that's why he's ranked so highly for us, but also why he falls behind some of these guys who discussing some of the attributes like age and target share and whatnot, you might think, yeah, you know, maybe he should be ahead of them. These are kind of the thought processes that we're having as we go through our rankings. So Jake, anything you have to add to the wide receiver position? I think it's a little bit more straightforward than the quarterback and running back position. 
no, I completely agree. I think the only thing I would add is also like the individual jumps a lot of times for me are really around uh, changes within an offense. So similar to what Billy was saying with scheme, I also believe in talent. And whenever you see major quarterback changes, it goes both ways. So, you know, situations like Jordan Addison, I think he might actually take a uh, drop for me, given what happens in the QB position. Whereas, you know, an elite asset like Justin Jefferson, the best, love it. Not really as much of a concern. I think he's still going to be a target hawk, always going to be taking in that um, the type of target share that you're looking for. Same thing kind of goes into mind with someone like T. Higgins versus Drake London. If T. Higgins falls into a Carolina Panthers situation and Drake London ends up getting a QB1 that I think is enjoyable to look at on the field. I don't know if that made it sound like he's hot. Um, enjoyable <laughs> to look at on the field. Uh, okay, let me restate that. I, li- I like watching him from behind. <laughs> I love those tight pants. Um, <laughs> someone like Drake London who might have a more attractive quarterback uh, come into Atlanta that really can change that perspective. Even a situation where now we have an offensive coordinator in Atlanta that is significantly more appealing, like Zach Robinson, you know, I find myself wanting to potentially push players like that up even before I see them playing in those schemes. So those are the types of things that I'll be looking at now going into the offseason and trying to really garner what's going to happen to this player's value and how can I take advantage of that? I think Drake London is a prime example of a player that you could still probably take advantage of from other owners who are off of someone like Drake, who hasn't been as, you know, quote unquote, fantasy productive, but you can definitely see the flashes like Billy was saying uh, from a statistical and uh, elite metric standpoint. So one thing I was thinking about as we were kind of talking this through is should where they fall on the depth chart, should where the wide receiver falls on the depth chart in terms of their position, wide receiver one, two, or three, should that be an attribute that we're looking for? Or is that kind of baked in? Yeah, I think in a, you know, antiquated perspective the answer would be yes but i think in the modern day football uh scheme of things no pun intended but truly like looking into the actual scheme of each team is really important so i think a prime example would be the indianapolis colts where we have you know the true wide receiver two on their depth chart would probably be someone like an alec pierce whereas josh downs would be the wide receiver three playing in the slot where I would obviously consider Josh Downs to be the wide receiver two in fantasy value moving forward or dynasty fantasy value moving forward over Alec Pierce. And I think that differentiation would then allow someone like Josh Downs to kind of climb the rankings and Alec Pierce unfortunately drops just given target share and usage. Um, And some of, unfortunately, his advanced metrics aren't in his favor either. So he kind of loses out in all all facets of... uh, of the game. I I think as well, you have offenses like the giants or the Kansas city chiefs, where you find yourself with uh, quote unquote depth charts, but there's, you know, after the wide receiver one or the tight end one, you have a very strong confusion or disorientation of what, you know, Mm -hmm. the next target earner is going to look like until the team actually Mm -hmm. performs on Sunday. And then you find yourself kind of finding the next big thing when that might not be consistent, given that the team is constantly putting out different types of packages every single week to stay competitive. I think that's kind of the way I look at, you know, depth chart usage um, as a thing of the past, really. And now you need to be more understanding of how a team is scheming each and every week and better understand how that kind of uh, defines itself throughout the year. That's great stuff. 
I also want to highlight that we are looking at a rebuilder ranking. So when we're talking about guys like Drake London and Jake is going through kind of the whole spiel, I think that it's worth keeping that in mind, understanding that, you know, that's why a guy like Drake London is where he's at, given his age and, and some of the uncertainty. But again, going through the process, I think we went through it thoroughly to, to get across the message there. Still wanted to mention rebuilder rankings. And with that, I think that's going to wrap up our wide receiver positional evaluations. Hope you enjoyed. Thanks for tuning into this and all the other episodes and catch us next time. Peace out. See you on the flip side. Dogs in the yard might need a guard. Every loss taken to heart. Me first, that cannot be. Must be these underdog episodes. See, feeling much better. So suddenly, under the Monica, Monica G. Crafted at night while all of them sleep. I won't look a fool. Taking this tool, defeating the opposition around me. No, no, I'm not sorry. Yes, I'm taking this knowledge and party. Just barking no harm, don't be startled. Yes, I'm taking the title, and it's so vital. Thanks for the ride, I'll never be idle. Turn up the dial, it's about to get wild. And the points compile. Love. That is the underdog fight. Damn. Up at the day and the night now, easy as flying a kite now. Come take a look at it right now. Dynasty underdog right down. Up at the day and the night now, easy as flying a kite.